Welcome along to the 19th Guna podcast. My name is Lord Ashburton. <laughs> Typical Ashburton uh, welcome there, and I'm your host for the next half an hour or so. The podcast was recorded on Monday after our home win against Wigan, and two days before the Champions League game against Porto. So to the panel. After a long absence, but not long enough for us to forget, he referred to Theo Walcott as worse than Glenn Helder, the highly spy Steve Ashford. And he still is. He still is. He still is. <laughs> Good evening and welcome. <laughs> Second, a man who's so tall, he gets asked to sit down by Arsenal stewards even when he's seated. The godfather of, the godfather of stalking. Stalking? Stalking. What are you talking about? You stalking are. who? <laughs> Every Arsenal player. I just, no, no, no. The artist formerly Sorry, hang on a minute. I, I, I've lived 42 years in Hampstead and they all bloody well moved there. I reckon that was They're stalking me. I reckon that's I was there was. before they were. Yeah. By the way, I met Cesc Fabregas the other day. He <laughs> <laughs> was at the Villa Bianca, yeah. But seriously, I went up to him and shook his hand and said, Hello, Cesc, congratulations on the captain. And he said, Hello, Basti. No, he didn't. He didn't, actually. He didn't did quite recognise me. Did he, he, went, he went, Ah, No, because he didn't say, he didn't say, Hello, Basti. He said, Hello. Well, that's not my name anyway. My name is, my name now is, is uh, Manuel Mustafa Goldstein, editor of the Hampstead Village Voice. Right. Hey! Why did you get cheered? The other fellow's got Lastly, a man I find difficult to describe, so I use the words of another. Smiley, friendly, dark-haired with stubble, with a dry, sarcastic sense of humour. Fresh from London Lights, newspaper, blind human <laughs> experience, single file, it's David Udo. <laughs> you bastard. You bastard. London Lights? London Lights? Oh! Game of love! Well done. <laughs> Look at this, there's a picture of him in the London light. Is this today's? No, no this, is, this is the day, the day after, after the last one. <laughs> Loopy Love? Loopy Love, is this this blind date you went on? Yeah. Is that the German girl who loves Jens Slane? No, 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 this was another one that my brother's girlfriend uh, put me forward for. Um, Loopy yeah. Love's full of really stupid people, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's correct, Basti, yeah, that's fine. I tried it once, and they were all so stupid, I, I, I unjoined it, if you know what they I mean. They were Loopy, I can't believe you bore that with you, you bastard. Um, I, I I was on the train the next day and I was uh, I opened up the pages went oh that looks like my mate David and I looked across and it was <laughs> in case readers want to get a copy it's from Tuesday the fourth of November two thousand and eight <laughs> London Light page seventeen and if and you, you can probably look it up on the internet but no 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 what's more important is if anybody wants a blind date with David if you can uh, email the Guna. <laughs> They'll have to be male and aged. <laughs> yeah, extra, <laughs> overweight. I've got very strict criteria. Heartbeat, head, <laughs> anything else optional. Ideally not not like sex, that. for example. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to move on with, um, well, obviously Saturday, the Wigan game, but what most of us who are there or like, who've read the papers are going to remember is the booing of uh, Emmanuel Abue. And um, I, I believe... Uh, Mr. Ashford, do you have a view on this? I do have a view. I actually chose to miss the game on Saturday. First game I've actually chosen to miss yeah. in, in about 38 years. Um, and that's how disillusioned I am at the moment with watching Arsenal. I'm sick and tired of seeing a Bowie song, Danielson, Sylvester, and countless other bad decision players um, that the manager puts in there, usually out of position. And that booing for a buoy that apparently went on, which I've subsequently seen on Arsenal TV, 
was, I believe, not aimed at just the buoy, it was aimed at Arsene Wenger for continually playing the guy out of position. And also not playing guys like Ramsey, um, Wilshire, and Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela. You know, when Nashville got injured, he could have easily have, have put, have put Vela on there, he could have put Ramsey on there, he could have put Wilshire on. All would have done a much better job than Abue. I just think Abue was the full guy for the fans' frustration. I thought Ramsey was quite poor in the Carling Cup last week, actually. They I thought were. He didn't, well, they were. I, I thought he was very, very quiet for a man that was going to mm-hmm. grab hold of the Premiership. They all were. It was freezing cold, it was up north, that's what Arsenal normally do. They didn't play well. And yet, look at the level of expectation we're putting on the shoulders of a 17 year old. Mm. That in itself is depressing. Really? I think there's a lot of truth in what Steve says. Uh, I mean, the, the very fact that there we are, 1 0 up at home to Wigan. And in fairness, you know, at the start of the game, we've lined up at home to Wigan. We've only got three and a half attacking players on the pitch in Nasri, Van Persie, Adebayor, and the captain. Um, and so one of these players gets injured. And you know, although we are 1 0 up at home, it's against, you know, with all due respect, fucking Wigan Athletic. You know, who weren't a football club 30 years ago. You know, it's a rugby town. I mean, they brought, what, 500 fans with them on Saturday. That's absolutely disgraceful. So there we are, 1-0 up. Um, one of our attacking players gets injured, and he can replace him with Jack Wilshire, a left-footed wide player, a left-footed wide player, Carlos Vela, a left-footed wide player, um, Aaron Ramsey, a midfield player, or shall we put in our third-choice right-back on the left side of midfield? And that, sadly, speaks volumes. Yeah, I totally agree. You I mentioned the totally 500 agree. fans that Wigan brought. Mm. That's, that means how many empty seats were there in that away section then? Just uh, of interest. I've spoken with Ken Fryer, there were seven empty seats on Saturday. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah, in the whole stadium. Yeah. That's right, they're in the Wigan dugout, actually. <laughs> but, um, in yes, I agree, I agree with uh, most of what's been said, and I think that Abue was very unfortunate, and he's kind of the patsy. Um, personally, I, I wouldn't pick him. No. Um, having seen him over the last couple of seasons and uh, just uh, oh, there's sometimes the, the embarrassing rolling around and the pantomime stuff that he does uh, uh, and the, the showing off and then falling over himself and tripping himself up and I, I frankly I think the potential was there maybe for a good player but I don't think he's, 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 too, he's at least two Budweiser short of the six pack and uh, unfortunately I think it's unfair of Wenger to keep picking him because this was inevitable or right. one day that he was going to get and uh, I'm not for booing an Arsenal player I don't think it's right to boo an Arsenal player when he goes off oh, and everyone who did that I think they were complete wankers but um, having said that well, something was going to give because Wenger is week in week out he's playing these kids and it's always great to have two or three kids in the side but not a whole side of you know Bentley's no, yeah, no, no, he's not playing his kids the kids are on the bench Wilshire, Ramsey Vela um <coughs> Probably a couple of others as well, whose name was escaping me at the moment. But the, the no. kids are on the bench. They're still kids. They're, they're still the kids. Three, I'm sorry, they're still kids. In the last three Carling Cups, the, the first team, well, the so called first team, have all had a week off totally. So you'd have expected don't have the first, first, first team we don't to come have back a first fresh team. and to murder teams. No. After Sheffield United, we lost to Hull. <clears throat> After Wigan, we lost, we, we lost to um, Aston Villa. And on Saturday, we very nearly scored a couple of away against Wigan. Well, Hang on. So. I would have thought, after the kids did so well in those first two games, that Wenger would have put them in. He didn't. I agree. We played the same old rubbish. We lost to Hull and Villa. And on Saturday, as I said, we very nearly lost again. What was wrong with putting Ramsey and Villa in, especially when we got injured? Well, nothing's wrong with it. But the problem we've got at the moment is we don't have a first team. We've got players like Bentner, Danielson, Song, 
uh, well, Almunia, <laughs> Almunia, for example. Uh, uh, you know, and there are six or seven players who are starting now, who are supposedly first team, mm. and they would never have got in. They, to be honest with you, Tony Adams wouldn't pick them for Pompey. Hello, Tony Adams here. In a cheery mood today. Love Pompey, love my job, love life. Never mind, we can't seem to win many games these days. The players show great spirit, and I love them to bits. But when I come down from Cloud Cuckoo Land and check out my wardrobe, I sometimes get bored of the Wurzel Gummidge look and go for something from the excellent range at www.goonashirts.com. And if the day ever comes that I find myself back at the Arsenal Football Club, I'll not only sort the family out for some tickets, I'll be getting Gouda shirts to design the first team kit. Has to be better than that Nike one, doesn't it? Oh, calamity! Oh, oh, I'm oh, trying to pass it to one of the lads in blue shirt, will you? Yeah, ha, ha. sorry, mustache. Oi, ref! <laughs> Cheat! No, it it wasn't. You could name the Arsenal 11 if they were fit. And they're could not. You? Fake. Yeah, you I could. could name my Arsenal 11. No, you could. We could all name, name our Arsenal 11, but would it be the same as I Arsenal 11? I think Vegas? it would, yeah. I reckon Arsenal Wenger's first choice Arsenal 11. Would have a Bowie, Song, no. and Danielson in it. Mine wouldn't. No, that would have Riziki in it, and it would have Nasri in it, and it might. I think the only thing no, is Riziki's where he goes, gone. He's well, dust, no, yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah, but he, you've got to realise that he's there. He's part of the squad. Well, he's and not he's a player. There. Well, he's not now, and he has to readdress that in January if that is the, the case. Mm. But at the moment, well, also, he's a player that he has to replace. We have replaced Leb with who? With Nasri. That was light for light, but I, mean, yeah. I go back to what I, what I said in the last podcast. Wenger came out at the start of the season, and, uh, sorry, at the end of last season, and said, I've got the three things I want to do this close season. I want to keep the current squad together, I want to add one attacking player and one defensive player, which says to me the squad needs to be two people heavier than it was, and we're actually five players lighter. Yeah, mm. yeah, totally. No, well, totally. Alonso would have been, a, you know, that was an option, wasn't it, at one point. So we, I think we're four world class players short, or three minimum, of challenging for any honours. I don't think we've got any. You well, know, not, we've got, well, I mean, if you compare you mean the this Arsenal you know, side you mean the with Champions the last League, last, you mean the Champions League. Not in any honours. Well, so you don't think that this the current team could win the FA Cup? No, no. and win the fucking Coca Cola no. Cup. Look at this. Well, no, this, that wasn't the first this, team, this, though, this, was it? This team doesn't matter. Doesn't does matter. matter. It's the squad. Doesn't matter. We are no, not going to win anything. The FA Cup is the same as the Champions League. Look, Fabregas Fabregas is going to leave. He's not going to carry on playing next to Danielson. Probably. So when he goes, what are we going to do then? I mean, I'll be honest with you. Wenger's got to buy two or three world-class internationals, minimum three, I'd say. Proper grown-up men players, Alonso's, people like that, right? Who can actually go and represent their country and whatever as well. That that good. Not not these little kids. Well, let's come on to this. Let's come on to this later because because you know it's a it's a subject for later on because obviously the transfer window is coming up in January. Um, For the time being, let's get back to the team as it is at the moment. And one of the things that worries me is the inconsistency of the team. Um, In the I mean, well, I don't need to tell you um, results against Aston Villa, Stoke City, Hull, and yet we can go out and beat Manchester United and Chelsea. Manchester United, I thought was a bit of a freak result. Myself, mm. it could have gone either way. Chelsea in the second half, I thought was a bloody good performance. Mm-hmm. Backs to the wall, good defending. So why is this happening? And why did what happened on Saturday, which wasn't a good performance? Same reason. Why? Haven't got enough pros in the team. Well, how? Like, but they uh, can Abule be. and Bentner are not professional footballers. Not top flight 
They're, 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 they're Division 2 players. But or maybe bottom end Tottenham players or something. Who can beat Chelsea? But Bentner came on against Chelsea. Ben, 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 Bentner, against, Bentner against Man United was invisible. He was absolutely. Well, he might as well oh, not have been on the pitch. Okay. I thought he played alright against Man United. I honest. thought it was all fair. I thought he played okay. He, he didn't he touch the ball. Shielded the ball quite well. I thought he His no, final no, pass no, was no. terrible. He should have brought other players into look, the game. It was the end of it. Look. But I thought he did all right. The, look, it's not Alan Smith, Smith, is he? He's not Alan Smith. He's not Ian Wright. He's not Dennis Bergkamp, is he? I think anywhere God. close. The ever-excellent Pete Gill on Football 365 made the point a few weeks ago. Uh, well, asked the question, are Arsenal the new Middlesbrough? Because, you know, we'll always beat Man United, Chelsea and Liverpool. But when it comes to Wigan and, you know, Tottenham and shit like that, you know, those are the games we're going to struggle in. Um, well, I also think we've got players who, they're all millionaires, right? And they're all, and players like Adebayor and Bentner as well, the attitude, you see the body language on the pitch. They walk around like they're the dog's fucking bollocks, right? And they think they, you know, and they, and the, for, you know, the, the reality is, for seven and a half days out of eight, they are in their big flash cars and their big houses and in their coffee bars in Hampstead and stuff. But the reality is, on the pitch there, they're... they're there's no bollocks. They're not. They're not having it. They're not running around and fighting. They're not giving it. You know. They're not. They don't look like they want well, it. Hard. Why, why is it that our wage bill is nearly as high as Chelsea and United's when their teams are full of established internationals? Our teams are full of kids. It would appear that our kids are getting paid too much money for underachieving. I think that's exactly yeah. it. I mean, yeah. I mean, Wenger's got on record a few times just saying, I've been campaigning for years to make sure players get all the money. But then you get into situations where you know they're they're multimillionaires at the age of 23 and. You know, 21. Well, you know, what the hell have they got to live for? I mean, you've got that... I, I, I always go back to the, the tale of um, Ali Diarra at Real Madrid, who, um, he was at Lyon, Real Madrid do what they always do, they tap him up in the press, and then when the club eventually agreed to negotiate, Real Madrid say, we haven't got any money, um, you know, we'll give you three of our reserves and 28 quid. Um, That's how we got our money, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, Lyon said, no, we're not having that. So Diarra says, well, sell me to Real Madrid or I'm going to retire. You're 22 years old. Well, I might be 22 years old, but I've got £8 million in the bank. I don't have to work again. And that's the attitude of these footballers nowadays. Yeah. I mean, you see that when they sort of skulk around the pitch at Ashburton Grove. You know, uh, you know, nobody gives a flying fuck. You've got Bentner in these ridiculous pink fucking boots. And, you know... It's, it's got too many column inches already, I think. But, <laughs> I mean, there's Son and Denilson who don't run. I mean, if, if you want an if you want an answer as to yeah, why don't we, run. as to why we can't beat why we can't beat the average teams at home, whereas Son and Danielson might just put a shift in when we play United and Chelsea. When they play Wigan at home on their big salaries, they both recently signed new contracts. They're thinking, oh, I can just go through the motions here, and yeah. they're not that good. All right, they're then, not then, that good. Then to then go kind of the, only, the only person who thinks Son, Danielson. A buoy and Bentner are good enough. He's the manager. Yeah, but yeah. quite see, frankly, he's not good enough. But if it's attitude, is it? If it's because they don't want to do it, then that's one thing. If it's that they're not good enough, then that's another thing. So which one is it? Well, is is it, it, is it I, I, think, I think there's a dichotomy in the squad as far as that's concerned. Because I think you've got players like Danielson who, for the limitation in talent that he has, I'll give him his due. He does try his hardest, and mm. he's, pow- you know, he's obviously impatiently knackered at the end of every game. My issue is with people like Song and Abui who don't break into sweat. And when they give the ball away, stand there with their hands on their hips as if to say, yeah. huh. I'd love yeah. Bentner in there as well. Yeah. well, well uh, really, yeah. uh, and Adebayor a lot of the time. Yeah. No, I He does put in some good passes and he does a bit of moving off the but there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of waltzing about not think, really doing a lot. I think with Adebayor, his head's got to be totally focused mm. and he has to be 100% fit to get a good game out of him. If he's not quite 100% fit or his mind's a little bit somewhere else, 
then you've got trouble. It's the thing that gets me about Adebayor. I mean, surely his sports and everything he did over the summer. I mean, so many games <coughs> last year, you literally saw him doing the Thierry Henry where he covers every blade of uh, blade of grass he chases down the goalkeeper chases down the defenders I haven't seen him do that this year but mind you even Henri when he first joined he wasn't doing that and he kind of then got round to do it but I think this all lies down also comes back to the fact you don't have you know when Henri joined you had some British back four players and mm. a bit of a bit of Keown and all that and that yeah. kind of attitude. Um, I mean, he, he, he was in following Ian Wright's footsteps as well. So yeah, the legacy of Wright, who ran around for everything and didn't give a shit and really had it, you know. Uh, we don't have any players who really have it at the moment. For, no. I mean, have it in the sense of no, I no, have no, this, no, you know. No, I, I mean, Flamini was one. He, he was sort of like he rolled his sleeves up and he looked a bit like Geordie Armstrong sometimes, you know, running up and down, fighting for stuff. No one is fighting. There's no fight. No, the God, always a bit like that. I mean, Colo, Colo, Colo Yeah, well, but, well, famously last well, week, going, get out of my we, fucking we, way, Abu. We could do an entire podcast on Colo Toure. I mean, the last year, 11 months, since he's been to the African Nations Cup, different player. Well, I agree with yeah. that. And he's put on a lot of weight. Is he confident? What's the matter with it? I mean, did we not say in the last podcast about, you know, the, well, it's going back to the Gallas problem, but it's like, how, you know, he's tried Gallas and Toure, he's tried Gallas and uh, Silvestri, he's tried Gallas and Sondras. He's try- now trying Gallas and Giroud, not without realising where the fucking problem is in the first place. And the thing is, he's dropped Torre, who was the number one centre-back at Arsenal. He's, he's decided that it was, it was Torre's fault, not Gallas' fault. He's a player whose confidence is shot yeah. to pieces. Mm. And like now he's trying to find his it's way that, back in. I think Gallas is... It's funny that whenever Giroud plays, we have a better defensive record in terms of goals against... Than we, we do with the other, but any do other we defend any better? That's in, the thing. In, in, I, I think Drew cuts out all those high balls at the other, the other I think three we've or got too many fifth columnists. I think we've got Gallas and Sylvester, ex Chelsea, ex Mank. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, uh, I. The, the, uh, they're not Arsenal players for me. I, d- I just don't see it. I, d- I don't feel well, Victoria Concordia Crescent. Down at Arsenal, you know. Mm. I mean, he's don't thirty years old. He's down at Arsenal because he's Man United's sixth choice left back. Yeah. You know, is he here because he wants to win trophies, or is he thought, oh, I get to move to London for the end of my career? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have some of that. Two yeah. year, two year contract on fifty grand a week. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's on the Absolutely. way back to France, isn't it? I want to. <laughs> I want to give Sylvester a little bit more time. See what it, I mean. Well, yeah. I, no, know, I, 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 I don't. I don't dislike Sylvester necessarily, but I've. I've got to say, as far as Gallas is concerned, mm. um, I've never been convinced. And mentally, I think the problem is Wenger was famous for going on about mental strength all the time, <laughs> and we just don't have any of it. No, we've we got no mental strength. I mean, we, we are completely weak. Where is mentally. the mental strength that home to Aston Villa, home to Hull, home to Wigan, away to Sunderland, well, away one, to Sunderland. Where is the bloody mental well, strength? One's playing up front for Barcelona, the other one's certainly playing left back for Chelsea. I think <laughs> the, the reality is Wenger has to face this fact, right? That, you know, okay, Lehman was a nutter, but when we had Seaman and Goal, um, you, you had either a Keown and Adams or a bold figure, you had a, a Vieira or someone in the shoring up this, or Flamini, and then you had, uh, you know, your, your Pires or a, a, a Thierry Henry or a Wright or someone like that. You had three or four players that were the spine of the team that went up, the, that, that the young players and other players around it would look up to and play up to. We've got no one apart from Fabregas now who other players are going to play up to. Mm. Uh, and, and that's not enough. It's t- unfair on Fabregas to have him as the only kind of world-class international. Gallas isn't a world-class international. You know, well, you say he's older and experienced, but he acts like a fucking 14-year-old. Gallas is the only experienced kind of central defender that we've got, apart from Sylvester, who, you know, uh, as Dave said, he's probably just here for his oddities. But essentially, <clears throat> if, you look at, if you look at all the players we've got in the team, Fabregas is probably the best world-class player of all of them. He's the only one. 
And if we're not careful, we'll lose him in the summer. Yeah. Like we lost Cleb last year, Flamini last yeah. year, Henri the year before that, um, Perez the year before that, Vieira the year before that, Freddie, you know, during that time. We could keep going. Edu, Edu, every summer, Edu, every Edu, summer, Edu, we lose our best players because they're fed up with playing with Song and Abui. Yeah. And until that happens, Song and Abui. If you look at how bad Arsenal has become in the last two years, how the degenerative effect of good players leaving Steve, finished and not last year. being replaced by I know but we were a million miles away from the site we weren't we were what we were five points a million miles if, five if, points? if we'd won the game at Old, we won the game at Old Trafford we would have won the league exactly but yeah, um, that's, that's quite well, a fine we're a million miles away well that's not a million miles away is it if we'd have yeah, won one game no, listen yeah, yeah, really five it's as good as because ifs and buts well, yeah. we should have no I know but we're talking about how close no 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 Eduardo didn't that but we're talking about how close we are well, we were close, or but how we close we were built from that. But I mean, Wenger's Wenger cut away at the squad, and he, he you know, he yeah, if he built on it, if he built on that and bought three world-class internationals, yeah, we'd be up there level pegging with Liverpool now. But he didn't, and we're not. This thing with Wenger and the dressing room. I mean, obviously Gallus has had this negative effect, and you know, I mean, you only have to go back what two, three years with Campbell and that the situation with Campbell. Now he let Campbell walk all over him. Mm. You know, I mean, that should have been addressed, and I don't think it ever was. I mean, you know, and now he's saying that Abue could play on Wednesday, probably because he needs to. Is it, you know, I mean, oh. is it that... Well, that seems to be the... He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it that Abue's not a good Wednesday. player. If he hasn't recovered, he said to him, he's, he hasn't fully recovered from his knee injury. Why play him out of position on Saturday? Fully recovered from his knee injury. Why play him out of position on Saturday? And why say he's going to play Wednesday? Why mm. not give one of the other kids a chance? Because he, he someone else? probably doesn't trust the younger players. Yeah, well, I if mean, he doesn't trust the younger players... Let's get the checkbook out and let's sign four internationals. I think Wenger's got a, a, a being Mr. Nice Guy problem as well. I think you're I, exactly right. I think he's got to fucking get iron fist and say, look, these players are—they're on the bench. They are. Look, look. We've all—we've said it a hundred times. Though, but I'll say one more time: Danielson, Abue, Song, Bentner. Right? Mm. Was there someone I missed? Amonia. Well, Amonia's I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm last line of defence. I'm not going to blame him. He's not a bad goalkeeper, I'm actually. Amonia's not, um, not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad. I mean, he's not the real problem. If you've got I a great team many, in front of him, he'll be all right. Amonia's no better than Vandes- no worse than Van der Sar at United. Listen, if no. Amonia had Dixon, Winterburn, T- Adams and Keown in front of him, he'd be a great keeper, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, you know... I think the, you probably hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> you know, the, bo- the yeah. bottom line is uh, we haven't got a back four. You know, and so every keeper's going to be over-tested and they'll make mistakes and stuff that, you know, he might... I mean, a lot of it's down to you. You see every goalkeeper makes mistakes. Well, what's ever said, Basti just said we've got a bad back four. Yeah. I and every other single Arsenal fan will admit our midfield is atrocious. We haven't got any decent wide players, and I don't include Walcott in that either. And our strikers are probably... Not that brilliant either, if you're honest with yourself. Who's that? That's our front. Well, let's talk about our front two for... I mean, we've touched on Adebayo, but... For me, it's, the, it's not so much the individuals as the partnership. Mm. Robin Van Persie and Emmanuel Adebayo do not work. No. Now, I mean, you made a good point last on um, the last podcast, which you know I think you should go with again. You know. Yeah, um, yeah. All you listeners out there, if anybody can tell us what Robin Van Persie's best position is, the Guna will buy you dinner for a year. <laughs> Answers into uh, I haven't got a fucking clue at onlineguna.com. That's a blind date, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean the stats would suggest otherwise. I, mean, I think in the uh, in the nineteen games they've played to, played together in all competitions this year, um, they've scored fifteen goals between them, which isn't bad. But at the same time, I mean you watch those games with your own eyes. Um, 
Van Persie you know, wanders wherever the hell he likes, as does Adebayo. I mean, the thing that frustrates me the most is how they both like drifting out to the same mm. wing so that one of them can knock in a cross for themselves to head in. Yeah. Um, no. I, I, I agree with our host in the sense that I, I don't think our front two works. And I think deep down we're all hoping that Eduardo gets back as soon as possible because him and, unfortunately, just before he got injured, him and Adebayo were forming quite the partnership. Or... Adebayo on his own up front <coughs> I mean you're going back to, no but he was last season he scored a hell of a lot and he seems to work a lot harder see I've I'm the jury's out for me on Adebayo because half of it in my mind is the fact that you know he's got his money and he doesn't give a toss and half of it is that he's being played with a partner that he just doesn't work with because Van Persie's not playing well Adebayo's not playing well and you know we're not getting the best out of both of them so perhaps when Eduardo comes back into the team, this will make a difference. Steve, do you th- I mean, do you think well, Eduardo will get back in? I, I, I'm not sure to be honest. Actually, I reckon Eboué's probably got more chance of getting in than, than Eduardo has. Because I mean, if there's a spare space, Eboué will play. Because mm. that's the way Wenger is. Um, I said, I mean, personally, I think Robbie Van Persie should be tried out on the right wing, where he can cut in and use yeah. his left foot. It's where he plays for Holland. Yeah, he's very yeah. effective. No, he does. Yeah, play. and since we haven't got a right winger to speak of at the moment, let's try him there. And then Eduardo or Vela and Adebayo up front, I think, would probably be quite a good match. But, I mean, my, my personal gripe at the moment is that we haven't got a decent right winger. We haven't got any width on the left, unless Nasri's playing on top of his game, which we've seen about twice all season. Mm. And in fairness, whenever he gets the ball, his first action is to come inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah, I mean, you look at Overmars and you look at people like Brian Marwood going back years ago, oh. and you just think, what wouldn't we give now for someone like that? Yeah. What wouldn't we give for a Pires now? Well, people say Nasri's a new Pires, <laughs> but... Not it's, yet. Yet. It's, not quite, it's not quite up to it yet, but give him a bit of time. Yeah. I mean, you've got to give him time. Yeah. I mean, you've got to give him at least. Perez wasn't Perez when he first came to Arsenal by any stretch of the imagination. Look, David mentioned earlier that we started on Saturday with, with three creative players, mm. home to Wigan. You know, and then, I mean, why not start with five creative players at least? Yeah, just thrash them yeah. off the park. Since, since, yeah. since 1998, when Wenger first came, 97 when he first came, you know, 2002, 2004, something has got into Wenger's head that's made him an incredibly conservative manager. Yeah. He's frightened to take chances, and despite what people say, he's frightened to blood the young kids, because he bloods them in the Carling Cup, but he's frightened to blood them in the Premiership. He's frightened something might happen. Well, I think there are too many, too, uh, even yeah. our senior players are kids. And I don't that's want the thing. I mean, Nasri to be so conservative. Now, Nasri's a de facto senior player, but the kid was 21 three months ago. Mm. I mean, it's, it's palpably ridiculous. You know, I mean, people have been... Uh, there was a story in the, the press over the weekend. Oh, it's shocking. Chelsea haven't played uh, a single player uh, under the age of 21. Well, yeah, but they're second in the league. A point they're doing, the <laughs> they're yeah. doing it all right, you know. And uh, they've still got their three best players to come back from injury. Well, who cares? what? Uh, look, it, ultimately, the age thing, all this doesn't matter. What matters is you've got rounded professionals who can play. And you can, you can always carry a couple of kids and let them bring up. But if you've got... The, the balance of power on the pitch now. And another thing, that uh, the balance of power in the dressing room, I think, you know, all this thing that Gallas came out with and all that sort of like, and one of the players this, and there's all this sort of backstabbing and sneering and stuff. I think Wenger's got to sit down with Pat Rice and with whoever, right, and have a look at the characters in his dressing room and say, look, are these people uh, all pulling together uh, in the Victoria Concordia Crescent manner 
you know, uh, and are, is this the Arsenal? Are they are they Arsenal players? And have they got Arsenal's best intentions at heart? Or are they just mercenaries who are just in it for a little bit? And Adebayo Adebay will be off. Oh, yeah, you um, tell you know, he's, he's walking around and all that saluting. I didn't quite know what the message was when he scored. And that it's salute. That. It was it's all like, like well, this is, yes, yes, all right, no. sir. Why, like yes. that, wasn't it? Why, you have to ask yourself, why all these players want to leave? Look, why, why does Adebayo want to leave? He's on 80 grand a week. Why does Fabregas want to leave? He could be on 150 grand a week. Why do all the good players want to They're the only two good players we've got, by the way. Who's that? Why, Adebayo and Fabregas. Right. Why do they want to leave? Why would they want to leave? They want to win trophies. Because they want to win trophies. And at the moment, every year, this board and Arsene Wenger, they're content to finish fourth. They're compen- content yeah. to... Experiment with the Carling Cup. Experiment with the FA Cup. And the property finish market. Fourth in the Premiership. <laughs> the property oh, market. Oh, the fans will be happy. Don't worry about that. Oh, give them fourth place. Yeah, They'll yeah. be fine. It's all, it's, it's all give them a new signing every two years. Every shares. Time. We and, don't want to win the league. With Lady, the what's her name? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all that bollocks. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. not about. It's actually less and less about football every time. And what I find the biggest insult of all is I go to a match and they're telling me there's sixty thousand people there when they're quite clearly there aren't. And, and people say, oh, well, that's tickets sold, that's why. It's no, because he's saying attendance. And it sounds like a very small thing, but it's all these little small things add up, and it, it insults our intelligence as people who are paying 45, 50 quid to go and watch them. But they've come, out, with, they've, they've they've come out and told us what happens. They've said that that's those things. So, yeah, but guess what? I'm coming out and telling them now. They're not getting any more of my fucking money. <laughs> And I wasn't there saying they will No, they won't. I'm not going anymore. That's it. You've heard it here. I've made the decision. No. Sorry, Arsenal. I've made the decision now. I'm not going to another home game this season. Fuck off. I'll watch it on telly. Well, no. No, I mean, And don't tell me there's fucking 60,000 people there when there's 58. They're not anymore, though, are they? It's 59.3 fucking. All this thing about booing, yeah? We pay 50, 40, 60 pounds a week to go to the match, yeah? We're not happy with what we're seeing. We're not happy with the way the club aren't basically trying to win trophies, the way the board are quite happy with mediocrity, the way that Wenger is happy with mediocrity, that he's not even blooding those kids, that he doesn't want to sign experienced players to replace in case he ruins them. He's ruined them already by not playing them. One, two, three. He's from down in Mexico and he loves to give a show. He's a fella. He loves to do his tricks, he's, he's got all the little flicks, Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela. Whoa, whoa, Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela. Whoa, whoa, Carlos Vela. You made a point earlier, Steve, though, about sort of yeah. bringing players in and Nasri and he's not. I mean, it, even if he goes in, even if you went into the, the transfer window and bought, it doesn't matter who, David Villa, he's yeah. still going to take six months. Torres took six months, uh, Perez took six months, and Nasri's at that stage now. And it doesn't matter who you buy. Yeah. Eduardo mm. didn't start coming to, into form until after Christmas. You know, so I think what he's done already you know, is put himself into this position. Whoever he buys in January is going to be for next season. I mean, he's pretty, some well, of God, them hit the ground running. God forbid he buy British. <laughs> you know, <laughs> people have been playing in this league. Well, that, that um, who's that chap? That Alonso at Liverpool. Alonso. That's the guy, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to bring in Kevin, who's going to tell us a little bit about the Guna magazine.
Yes, uh, just to give a plug to issue 191, it comes out uh, for the home game against Liverpool on 21st December and will be on sale for the home games against Pompey and Plymouth. Is that the new Guna? That is the next well, Guna. Get your Guna, brand new Guna! Basti, uh, who no longer does that. Who no longer does that, but was a great seller in his time. Oh, oh I, 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 feel like, I feel like an ex footballer. Is he not there anymore, that fella? Hey. Basti. No. The one that stands out. The one that stands outside the. Adam. No, not Adam. The one who stands on. Big tall fella. Tall yeah. yeah, he's there. He's still there. He's still, he's still yeah. Laugh at those who deserve That's it. That's it. Laugh at those who deserve it. Have a laugh without the arse. Like yeah. shouts, peanuts has gone. Laugh, laugh at ourselves. Laugh at those who deserve it. That's all. He's still there. Um, anyway, just to continue the plug, uh, firstly, as is traditional at this time of year, we have a free calendar for readers, which is inserted into the issue uh, this Ooh. year. The theme is look back to 1989 and a particular evening in Liverpool. And I've seen a bit of a layout and it does actually look quite good. So um, recommending that. Amongst the pieces in the issue, coverage of the Abue incident. Uh, the chap who draws Dwight Hart Lane for us has done a new cartoon based on the subject of Spurs current goalkeeper <laughs> um, <laughs> we've got a couple of pieces on the captaincy one of them defending our former captain and the other one uh, welcoming the new one uh, we've even got a piece by a young man called David Udo suggesting Arsenal are a rudderless ship in other words welcome Ivan Gazidis unlike his love life I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I'm not getting into that. Um, there's a piece on Wenger's strengths and weaknesses. Uh, one on how the team has become uh, has been allowed to decline since 2004. Um, one on how we've got absolutely no chance of winning the title. <laughs> it's all good. Just stuff. one. Um, <laughs> uh, there is one on uh, why I love Arsenal by our old chum uh, Howard Lamb. So um, ever the optimist. Ever the optimist. That's what Mark Ollington chose the right year to go to LA. Poor old you. Although we have his match view on the Villa game. He came back for one game at no little expense and <laughs> <he> chose <laughs> Aston Villa at home. Along with all the usual favourites, including three pages of our very own hybrid spy. It's £2, it's much better value than the programme. Uh, please buy. Get you, Guna. What's, yeah, the, yeah. what's the spy say in this one then? No, no, no. This is that, <laughs> is that classified information? Yeah, it hasn't classified been written yet, You have I, to buy the Guna to read that. Judging by my comments tonight, I don't think it needs to be a genius to guess. <laughs> <laughs> can join us on the next podcast where we'll be talking about uh, the new CEO, the, the January transfer window, and we'll be elaborating on it on more of what we've been speaking about already. And uh, we'll be talking about the Carling Cup exit and um, prospects in the FA Cup. But for now... Basti? Mustafa Goldstein. Uh, if this is going out before Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas. If it isn't, Happy Thanks, New Steve. Year. And David. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. If there are any single female women gooners, um, then please feel free to get in touch. They with must them. be of an extremely <laughs> attractive nature. <laughs> I'm Lord Ashburn. I'm Lord Ashburn. Thanks for listening. You can boo again now. <laughs> We'll follow our snow, we'll follow our snow, we'll follow our snow, cause there's fuck all else to do. Yeehaw! We'll follow our snow, 
football, I lost no. We all follow Arsenal, cause they sparkle 